Dun, 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 dun. Okay, Star Wars theme. What, the what heck? is going on? We've the, lost. It's we've been recorded for a while. We're, we're <laughs> something. I know. We. Our new intro music we're ripping from Star Wars. <laughs> Until we get the cease and desist letter. Hashtag boy mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. So my topic was interesting. I was having a conversation with a friend, and we were kind of being reflective about our own personal growth and the her year. Eyes are closed while she's I know. Finished. I'm thinking because I can't. She's going into her NPR voice. No, it's so I don't get distracted because I'm a squirrel. And so, anyway, my topic is: What would you say if you could go back in time? <gasps> what is the wisdom that you would give your 20 year old self and your 30 something self? Oh gosh! Wow. And okay. so, 20 and 30. Wowzers! Your okay. 20s and your Wowie. 30s. 30s. And so, mm. I saw this meme and it spoke to me and it said. I think I've mentioned it on the podcast. In your 20s, you feel like you um, need to do things. Mm. In your 30s, you feel like you should do things. And then in your 40s, you don't care. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do things. Mm-hmm. Like you don't. And then we're we're all in our mid-40s. Mm-hmm. So like we're actually headed towards <laughs> our 50s. 50s, <laughs> which I think is going to be even better. Like mm-hmm. I can't. Like I'm a little nervous about the body falling apart. <laughs> but like <laughs> the brain part, I'm super stoked about. Mm. I heard a quote similar to that, but like in your 20s, you care about what everybody thinks about you. Yes. In your 30s, you're kind of worried about what people think about you. In your 40s, you don't really care what people think about you. In your 50s, you realize that nobody was really even Nobody cares about you. you. (laughs) They weren't even thinking about you. Yeah. Yes. Same. For reals. So anyway, I just thought like knowing that who we were in our 20s, I mean, it could just be your younger self. You don't have to break it apart. But like, I feel like I was going through such a different time in my 20s mm-hmm. and such a different time in my 30s. And when I was talking to my friend, I was we were kind of like, how sad we are for those girls. Like, we mm-hmm. wish that we... Mm-hmm. And so like, hmm. you know, it was Barb. And Barb said, now we get... To, but we can now instill that into the 20-year-olds. And I was like, that mm-hmm. is a podcast topic right there. Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. we have 20-somethings who listen and we have mm-hmm. 30-somethings who listen. And mm-hmm. what... What would we speak over them to encourage them in this time? Not like it's only going to get better. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Mm -hmm. But like when you think about your 20-something self, what were you really battling and what would you you speak into that? Well, in our 20s, in my 20s, I was a newlywed. I was newly married. And in my 30s, I was a young mom. My kids were all little. So that's the seasons that I would have been mm-hmm. in. Do you know what I mean? Same. So I think for the 20-somethings, I would always say, well, if you're a believer, the most important decision you'll ever make will be to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. The second most important decision you'll ever make is who you choose to marry. Because mm-hmm. if the goal is that you, it is till death do us part, <laughs> then you want to marry someone who you would be willing to go to the ends of the earth with. Mm-hmm. You'd be willing to have his babies. You would want your kids to act like him. You would want your daughter to marry someone who's like him. Mm-hmm. And so – Grow old with. Grow old with, yeah. And so mm-hmm. not to rush it and not to compare if all of your friends are getting married but you're not mm-hmm. or – but to really, really like – I made a list of what I wanted in a husband. <laughs> Isn't that funny? When I was a wow. little girl and I wrote letters to my future husband from the time I was a young, young girl and just like – wow. Like a list of – and I remember when I taught at PCS, I had the eighth grade girls do that. I said, I want you to make a list of what you want in your future husband. And it can be like 
petty even, but like mm-hmm. all the way to serious. Like I want him to be have brown hair and play the guitar. Mm-hmm. But even but like serious things too. And then just whenever someone comes into your life, like pay attention. Mm-hmm. And and refer to your list and, and like does he does he measure up? Because it's okay to have like standards that are like super, super high. Mm-hmm. Because I think as women, like we our job is to follow our husbands wherever they go. Do you know what I mean? And so, I mean, we have a say in all the things, obviously, but like mm-hmm. our world is their world. It becomes their world. I mean, their world becomes our world. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so, I don't know. Like for me, that is like who you marry. It's huge. It is absolutely Is that huge. you talking to yourself though? Like what now? Wasn't the question, what would you tell yourself? Well, no, I think- I'm talking to 20-something girls. Yeah. She's oh. saying like, this is marry, you're, you're of marrying age. Okay. And so next to your next to yourself next to your next to your salvation decision, uh-huh. who you marry, I think is the next biggest decision you'll ever make. Yeah. And so choose wisely. Yes. And don't rush it and put blinders on. And if everybody else is getting married around you, who cares if you haven't found the one yet? Yeah. Like that's my brain space. It's always like I see girls like striving and or just throwing themselves at Marrying somebody. themselves off. Yeah. Or just throwing themselves at somebody because they're lonely and because someone. I matter if I if I'm attached to somebody, but you don't want to be attached to somebody just to be attached to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be what I would say to a twenty something, especially in that time. Is like you you do marry someone and you do follow them to the ends of the earth, but you are still an individual outside of them. So you need to make sure that um, in your relationship with God and yourself needs to be pretty solid. And because mm-hmm. if not, you put. My pastor always says you put love on other things that are only meant for God mm-hmm. and that causes a lot of trouble. So like I agree with you wholeheartedly um, about like making – like that is why I chose Peter. Like I saw how he treated his mother like a golden. Like mm-hmm. I knew wowzers. Mm-hmm. You know, he was such a good – he is such a good son to a single mom. And I saw how he was in group settings and I saw how – thoughtful he was of all females and not flirty and he wasn't overt and he wasn't macho-y and I thought he was really uber duper cute and like I thought like so I was attracted to him and all these things but I struggled with what I messed up in my 20s which I wish I could go back is that I believed because the Bible says you know I think of Ruth and Boaz all the time where you go I will go Mm -hmm. and your God will be my God I put stuff on him that didn't deserve to be on him. It yeah, should have been right, on God. Right. And mm-hmm. so when you, or you do be, that. wanted him to be your you happiness. Be, yes, or right. Mm-hmm. And you put him, I put him on a pedestal mm-hmm. where he should not have been. Yeah, for And sure. it caused a lot of m- mess in our, in our marriage mm-hmm. because. Because you blamed him? No, because I put you on him. You expected him to make he, you he or to can't, meet the needs. That right, so his, but would the opposite be true? So you expected that, but would you blame him if things didn't go? No, I think oh, okay. I put a pressure on him. Oh, okay. That is unattainable. It was unkind, yeah. Yeah, it's just unattainable. Mm-hmm. And so he felt completely inept and mm-hmm. unable to fulfill what his role was and it made him panic. Mm-hmm. And like it it, it skewed. But you needed a rescuer. Right, but, and I, I, I need yeah. a capital R rescuer, not mm-hmm. a lowercase yes, R rescuer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. I think I put into my mind that he would, like, I loved God. I always loved God, but I didn't, I felt like 
I was such a weird person though. Cause I, but like, I really believed like, okay, I'm going to marry this guy and then everything's going to be good because I'll be able to redo my own family. I'll be able mm-hmm. to re rewrite my history and you can, but you have to have the framework, right? Like I, you have to be healthy. Yeah. And so I was mm. like, okay, so now you're going to fulfill all the roles that <laughs> my fathers weren't able to do. And my mother wasn't able to do. And, and you're going to provide for me. And I had been survivor so long mm-hmm. and so self, like so self-sufficient that I just kind of let it all drop. And I was like, okay, now it's your turn. Catch. Yeah. Here I come. Mm-hmm. I'm coming in like a wrecking ball and you're going to hold on to me and <gasps> fix it and hold all my pieces together. And what job did you have in your twenties? I, don't I had four jobs in my twenties. I was a waitress. I was a waitress in two different places. I waitressed in a local diner and I did high, high, um, high-end catering and fine dining. So I had two different things. Mm. I was a rec therapist aide, so I worked with kids with special needs and teaching them social skills. And then mm. I was also a um, – then on the side, I would also work at a pizza place for extra cash because okay. I was literally trying to take care – like I had to pay all my own bills. Until you had kids. Until I got married. And that's when I, met, I think I just was like – we came back from our honeymoon. I was like, I don't want to work anymore. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I just worked a little bit. And were you still I, in college? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you were still going to college? Yeah, I was still going to school full time. Okay. And he was going to school. So he took a sabbatical. He took a year off between his bachelor's degree and his master's degree. And then we got married that during that sabbatical. And then he, I finished up my last two years of college because it took me five years. Um, you know, that whole like – instant in the institution and then um <laughs> we and then he mm. went back so we have like which was super fun like I will say going to college with your husband is really fun like mm-hmm. we had a first day of school pictures together <laughs> and he was getting his master's degree cute. and I was finishing up my bachelor's degree mm-hmm. um okay. but it was but it was like and he it was a looking back I was like holy cow I just like mm. dropped my all of it I did something similar to Kurt yeah and it yeah Yeah. and so I just wish that Mm. marriage is the best thing ever but but it is part of who you are it doesn't Mm. it doesn't become who you are so if you are your bad habits aren't going to break when you get married oh gosh they're going to be magnified yeah yeah. everything (laughs) like everything is going to be magnified so your struggles will be magnified Uh your insecurities will be magnified Mm. your and so that's yeah. what I wish I could say to my 20-year-old self is like, breathe, girl. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. Let's figure out you and figure out – like, and let him still be him. Mm-hmm. And But I had zero faith that he even loved me. Like, I was still every day like, okay, so today's the day he's going to probably go, right? Like, mm-hmm. because I just didn't, never had had unconditional – mm-hmm. love. And I, I really ran him <clears> – I really ran him ragged. There, and at that, the time you had three dads. By that time, I had had or yeah. four, even I don't even remember. Well, and yeah. even all that aside, in your early twenties, you you still don't know yourself yet. It's this yeah. weird stage where you're kind of like you're kind of this baby adult. You <laughs> so learn. you're like on your own for like the first time, like really on your own. But mm-hmm. you're learning all the things yes. on the fly. Yeah. And so, and then you throw marriage into it if that's what people choose to do. And it's yeah, it's a wild ride. It is, and I and so I just feel like giving yourself like like I remember. And then we I, we had kids super young. Like we had only been married a year. And then with after the year, 
we got pregnant with Emma pretty quickly after that. And so like now I'm adding this whole other thing. Like I often say I set us up for disaster, Peter mm-hmm. and I. Like I, I really did. Like mm-hmm. we, we were – because I had a vision mm-hmm. of what life was supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And – I didn't, I'm an extremist, like we always say, like I don't do anything, you know, and so I just bolted for it. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had given myself the grace and Peter the grace and just took some time, you know, but I thought this is how I'm going to fix it all. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fix it all by having, I'm going to have a good marriage. I'm going to create a good family. And Peter also struggled with that too because he had some, so our baggage just bumped each other in just the right way where we kind of made this like atomic bomb. Mm -hmm. So I think in your 20s, you're right. You're a baby Mm -hmm. adult. You need to find out who you are. If you find someone that you love and and are all of the things and you want to get married and you feel that that's the right thing, absolutely. But never, ever think that your marriage is going to fix Mm -hmm. the stuff that you haven't dealt with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good lead into my 20s, which was... (laughs) As you're talking, I'm trying to think like, oh my gosh, I, I, that's the, those are the whole decade where I was struggling the most with anxiety mm-hmm. and the physical manifestations of chronic anxiety mm-hmm. and not knowing why I was in a panic all the time, why my fight or flight was always going off, why I was like, it, sometimes I had what can only, I can only describe as like a screaming in my head if the water was running and I was doing dishes, it was like it was screaming at me. Mm. And so I couldn't even do that. Like I would be in a fetal position. I'd call Kurt at work and I was very incapacitated for a lot of that time. I'd have very good seasons and then I'd have very, very bad seasons where mm. I had every kind of therapy. And I, I'm like, I don't even know where to start as far as advice. My, I don't feel capable of giving advice to a 20s person because my entire 20s was marked with dysfunctional it was very sweet because I married Kurt and he was the sweetest man and he very very much did rescue me Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he was honestly somewhere between a lowercase r and a capital r because to me he was he was a a human version of um you know God as far as like this he loves me so perfectly even though I'm such a hot mess Mm -hmm. and I never I don't he could handle the dumpings Uh, Mm -hmm. he absorbed it or or just or it just like a duck's feather it just went off and I I don't know but like I was such a hot mess and I don't even even in my 40s I was like I don't feel capable of getting anybody advice Mm -hmm. I I don't feel like I have anything to say Mm -hmm. but what would you say to yourself no it doesn't have to be to other 20 something to myself yeah what would you what would you wish you could say to yourself uh, when you're she's panicking uh, and get medicated it. sooner uh, <laughs> is what i would say because it took me years to find and it was really the the healthcare's industry's fault like i did go i had terrible terrible doctors that saw me as a child who who did not see a major disfigurement um and you guys know i'm not going to go into that but like i was majorly uh, had some issues that should have been seen by a doctor when yeah. I was 12. That was not seen. So that that fed into a lot of issues in my life. And then um, as far as anxiety, I don't know whether it was just like, 
uh, how old am I? So 20, almost 25 years ago, whether there wasn't quite enough known. And you know how, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know how the medical field, no one talks yes. to each, no one talked to mm-hmm. each other. So if you're a specialist in this, you have no idea what's wrong with an ear if you're an eye doctor. You have no idea what's wrong with a foot if you're an arm doctor. It's like no one's talking to each other. And so I had to go mm-hmm. through so many doctors to try to find what was wrong with me. Why my tummy hurt all the time? Why I had like just I couldn't breathe. I had so many issues. And in the end, I just kept switching doctors, trying to find, you know, second opinion, third opinion, fourth opinion, fifth opinion mm-hmm. into the 20s. And where it was like, finally, someone said, I think you have a serotonin issue. Mm. And that that's the that's like the root issue. And that can come from a sustained uh, amount of stress as a child. So yeah. And <laughs> so being like, yeah, well, that makes sense. <laughs> so um, I went to so many. Anyway, she she prescribed me a serotonin. I forget what it's called. I feel like it's like a serotonin reuptake inhibitor or something like that. For, like enhancer? It, it, it helps the it helps. So my body was not creating enough serotonin mm. anymore, which that gets damaged with sustained stress mm. and just the toxic environment that your body is in. And it, it, again, we've mentioned the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Well, my mm. whole body was basically rigid. Mm. I had migraines all the time. I had stomach migraines all the time where it's like these, this cramping that turned into a, a rock mm. in my guts. And sometimes it was it was just a sustained thing that was always there like for months at a time Mm -hmm. and that that those physical issues marks almost a decade of struggling and Mm -hmm. finally getting medicated and and still struggling even in the medicine with the medicine but learning a decade of learning coping strategies and I I I would I would I would tell myself to to, I don't even know because I did try honestly Mm -hmm. I'm not being helpful at all I, but the, this 20s was hard for me. And, and we waited eight years before we had children. And that was also a huge mistake because we it, it threw me under the bus so hard. I You don't think it would have thrown you less if you'd had them sooner? Uh, She'd just come out on the other know. side sooner. Right. I think it probably would have been the same. You just would have been... You're Maybe right. not. I don't know. I, I don't know. I definitely didn't change much in those years. I, I think I was the same basket case that I always was. And so I, I think you're right. You're probably right. I don't think it would have had a different... Because I, I, once I once Sam was born, I was a completely different person than I thought I was going to be. I thought, I'm going to be so casual and so, you know, relaxed about being a mom. And instead, I was an absolute nut. Like, absolutely <laughs> obsessive. Yes. Obsessed. I had some rare form of uh, postpartum where instead of being depressed, I was like obsessed. <laughs> it's true. It, it was weird. True. It is a thing. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's more and... rare than the postpartum <laughs> depression, which again follows my entire life. Of, mm-hmm. I always have the rare disease. I always have the thing that no one's ever seen before, you know, especially <laughs> here special. in me. I'm so special that I really should be at a special hospital. <laughs> I think that's the thing about with your 20s that I find so beautiful is that it is that time of discovery. Yes. Yeah. So give t- yourself so much grace. It's so much grace. <laughs> I wish that... You go. That's a good... That would be my... That would be my advice then, to give more grace. Yeah. And, and God was very gracious to me in the, giving me Kurt, mm-hmm. 
giving me friends that you guys and other people like you that were very, very gracious Mm -hmm. and still loved me through my, you know, my fetal days where I I would have, and I, I mean, I think you both know this about me, that I would make plans and then have to cancel them. That was always, that was my routine. Yes. I would make plans. The cut and run. The cut and run. The cut and run. Mm -hmm. Part of it was physical. Like I literally was like, I'm fetal. Mm -hmm. And, but as I... Did, have we already started talking about our 30s? I would think my my mid 30s is when I did. I wanted to break that narrative. Mm-hmm. I, I was. I wanted to break that part of who I was. Yeah. And so yeah, I think I, in your 20s you're discovering. You are separating. I think I always forget that part because I feel like I had separated so quickly. Like I cut really quickly out of my family. But most people. That is that time where you start. You're leaving and cleaving. You're, you're yeah. Mm-hmm. You're starting to do that, and I think it's also, I, the funny part. What I would say to myself is, um, in your twenties, and I, th- I say the same thing to middle schoolers. Now you think you've got it all together, <laughs> and so you're gonna want to give your opinion very clearly, <laughs> but you know nothing, so you probably shouldn't say anything. <laughs> Because that's what this, mm. my niece was like, Izzy, tell me what you think about middle schoolers and what your advice would be. And that was her advice. Yeah. You think you know. And that would be my mm. advice to 20-year-olds as well. Like, mm-hmm. you think you've left home. Mm-hmm. And so you're super excited. Mm-hmm. And you're ready. And you think you know. you got to conquer the world. You've got this. And <laughs> you think you have, and you have very strong opinions. And that is okay. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Have them. You don't necessarily need to share them (laughs) as fact. And if you do, you also need to be ready for rebuttals. Feedback. (laughs) For rebuttals. For feedback. Well, that's a good point too. I would say find – you typically people you're you're leaving either your college world or your your home world where you grew up and so you're you're marrying or you're going off into the wild blue yonder so find you got to find your people yeah find you your need people to find people and maybe they're going to be new people but they got to be quality solid people that you will allow into your life to speak into your life yes yes mm-hmm. cuz i do think that's the funniest part about mm-hmm. your 20s is i remember a couple times that i made my opinions known of how smart and wonderful and intelligent I was. <laughs> I was. And I was swiftly mm-hmm. reminded. I remember you saying, and I quote, <laughs> I can't wait to have children and discipline them because I will do it perfectly. Literally everything. Yeah. Because it had just come out of yeah. getting your degree in childhood mm-hmm. Uh, child development and I was a nanny oh that was the other job I did oh my gosh if you had known I I didn't say a darn thing to that but I was just like (gasps) Mm -hmm. yeah that's my advice don't ever say well this is for your 30s don't ever say my child will never Mm. just don't say it right don't say it or or I will never yeah, just don't think, declare anything. Don't declare don't, anything. Don't, <laughs> don't declare anything. Don't declare anything. But I think in your twenties, don't, don't you feel it. like I think I was so like. <laughs> well, you knew what to do with other people's children. Well, no, 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 not even like, about that. I just meant me in my twenties. I feel like it was the first time for me I had freedom. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't afraid. Yeah. And so then mm-hmm. all of a sudden with all that freedom, mm-hmm. you know how we talked about it, like boundaries and gutter balls and you need mm-hmm. like, like, so I had all this freedom. I went from where I wasn't even allowed to eat certain things in a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. I was scared all the time. I had this heightened cortisol mm-hmm. to all of a sudden, I almost failed out of college my mm-hmm. first year because I, mm-hmm. like, I didn't, there was nothing that was telling me you had to go to school. Like I had no fear if I cut class and hung out with Peter in the oh, bear right, stand right. instead, <laughs> or if I... 
went and hung out with my girlfriends or if I slept in or if I did, like I had no boundaries and I went from hyper too many and I, mm-hmm. I exploded. Now I had mm-hmm. the Lord and thankfully mm-hmm. I can see why kids go crazy at alcohol and parties because you go from like where your world is so small mm-hmm. and there it's the four walls and your mom and dad are there and, and to all of a sudden where there's nothing and you just go, Freedom. you're so mm-hmm. free. And so I think that's part of it. Like I was so that it 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 almost paralyzed. It can paralyze you. Mm-hmm. It can overwhelm you. It can make you make bad choices. That's why you need the people. Yeah, and so you need so being mm-hmm. willing, and you and so you feel so empowered. I it's felt true. so I empowered. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yes, I've got this. And mm-hmm. I felt the opposite. Right. For I think all it, of those who felt the opposite. Uh, well, no, be because me. I was paying my own <laughs> I bills, was and I wasn't. <laughs> Like I had a checkbook and I... I was homesick because I moved to the big city of Bangor. <laughs> I was homesick too. I cried a lot the first oh. year um, out of total confusion because I, I was just like, I don't know how to... I didn't know, understand my feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was... Well, you had had a job. You had jo- a job in your oh. home. You knew your... Mm-hmm. You knew your bound... is a boundary And thing. I literally missed my mom. I, I missed... Yeah. I missed my room. I missed my mom. I missed mm-hmm. some of the same... Some of the familiar... The familiarities. Yeah. Familiarities. <laughs> Of yeah. home and yeah. and I, I at the same time that I loved the independence and having my own home space was the most fun I've ever had. I, mm-hmm. If I could go back and do that over again, every oh my word, year, she rearranged every room of the house like on every, the day. Day. every day, yeah, every yeah. Day. yeah. I loved that. I mm-hmm. loved setting up home. If mm-hmm. I could be I anything, mm-hmm. I would be a house flipper and I would sell mm-hmm. everything in the house yes. and start over. Every time with nothing. Because I, I loved the simplicity. Love, I know. Yeah. There were just such few bills. We had yes, we embrace all that. 20 year olds. Seriously, so... such few bills. We lived in an apartment yeah. complex where we each had this spot in the basement. It was a pallet. Yeah. It was the width of a pallet where we could put our, our overflow of stuff, which was like a suitcase and a tub. That's all we owned nothing. Yeah. Our apartment was a shoebox. Yeah. And it was dreamy. Yeah. My my twenties were they were I missed home. Yeah. But that's why I say find your people, because that's when I found you. We moved into mm-hmm. an apartment complex with all Chris, young Christian couples. So instant friends. Yeah. Our church was healthy. Kev was the youth pastor. I taught at Penobscot Christian. So our world's um, we coached soccer together, Kevin and I. Mm-hmm. And so we had it was so full, full of kids. And then we came home to a quiet house, which is why mm-hmm. we didn't want kids for so long because mm-hmm. I was a teacher by day and he was a youth pastor by night. So we're like, we like our little quiet house after being around kids all day. But it was sweet. The sim- embrace the simplicity of it, I, I think, say, too. Yeah. Just That's the, the advice yeah. right there is to yeah. embrace the simplicity because – And find your – Find yourself. Find your people yeah. and find yourself. Find yourself mm-hmm. and not – and don't expect it, it – don't expect it to be anything more than it is. And don't wish for all the things that people in their 30s and 40s have. Yeah. Because it'll come. It will come. And another piece of advice is you are probably the cutest you'll ever be in your 20s. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least the smallest. Yes. Probably the most insecure you'll ever be. It is. It's so true. And I – so I was a dancer. And I found out I was – this is seriously – I saw this woman She had a six-pack or an eight-pack. I was – I was – so I was were absolutely ripped. I was ripped. Solid. I was so strong. Yeah. And I was a, a beautiful dancer. I lo- no, I mean <laughs> it was tiny dancer. I was so was like I just like I lived my <laughs> life and I had all this freedom and I I remember finding yeah. out I was pregnant 
<laughs> and I had this woman, because I taught dance at that point. I taught a basic modern class. And I had this woman, and she was this such a cool, like, she was probably in her late 40s. She's probably my age now mm-hmm. thinking about it. She seems so old to me then. <laughs> and she had, like, Ancient. she had a shaved head, and she was, like, super, Ooh. like, new agey, but, like, wore flowy clothes. And she was a, a diehard, came to my modern, early modern <laughs> class, my basic mm-hmm. modern class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so I announced, and she came to me quietly. She was so respectful, and she was like, I would really think that you should go and have some pictures taken of yourself. <laughs> right, nude and photography. Nude, some yeah. nudes. She's like, very, like. <gasps> Did not, you? No, I was mortified. Yeah, we, I mean, look but who she, she was talking to. Like, I know, but like. Amber she doesn't was even like, admit to herself that she has a body. I know. So <laughs> I literally, it, but she was like, you could do it very, I'm, she's like, nothing trashy, just, she very said, because tasteful, because you will never look like this again. <laughs> and, and she's like, and I'm not saying that, she's like, but you will, your body is about to change in a way that's beautiful and wonderful, but like. But irrecoverable. Should, <laughs> it, but there's no going back. Have a happy day. Yeah. And then I remember going, home and I told Peter and he was like do it and I was like oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh no 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 and I was die. so I know no, please don't word. please don't but like her would be like I'm ordering a 5,000 prints oh I know that, <laughs> I, I didn't do it I didn't do it and I regret it because it, yeah. I do I do regret it because and I probably and what I should have done and she said it doesn't have to be new do it in your leotard do it mm-hmm. in your point shoes do it like but take Oh. memorize this look and so I have one picture of me because I was I was so insecure about my body I've mm. hated my body my whole life I've mm. always thought I was ugly I'm not photogenic like I was all the everything mm-hmm. negative mm-hmm. you could think that's how I did yeah. like I made faces at my you look at yeah. my pictures I always make a face yeah <laughs> I make faces even my wedding pictures mm. I was like super I felt like so inse- insecure in my wedding pictures Peter tried to tell me I was beautiful when I went up there and I like started shaking, like I don't receive compliments, mm-hmm. but there was mm-hmm. one picture of me on my honeymoon and I never wore two piece bathing suits. I was very, very conservative, but for on my honeymoon, I was like, okay, if there's a time mm-hmm. to wear a teeny weeny bikini, mm-hmm. it's probably my honeymoon. <laughs> and so we were in Mexico and there's one picture of me and every once in a while I would do go find it. Mm-hmm. I, cause I was so beautiful and I just wish I could have told like that's what I want to say to you 20 year old it's like you are so beautiful you are so remember that song that was like you are not as fat as you think you are do you remember know the one I'm talking about he's talking through the whole thing oh it's called we're sunscreen (laughs) what are you talking about I have no idea is it real is it's it? a song. Look it up right now, Amber. Sunscreen song. Sun, sunscreen. And we're going to play a little bit of it. it is, it's, this, it's like 10 minutes long or five minutes long. And this guy is talking to teenagers. Mm. He's like, this is the best part of your life. Mm. Wear sunscreen. Like He's talking to, as a, as a dad, probably. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. talking to like his daughters. And Aww. it's like, you are not as fat as you think you are. Mm-hmm. This is, you're never going to look better. It's and like, so take care of yourself. And mm-hmm. It's so good. Like, if you've never yeah. heard it before, it actually hits you sideways. I'm going to have Sam listen to it. Aww. I haven't thought of that song in ages. Hmm. Yeah. It came it, out when we were in high school. Hmm. Yeah. Baz was, ladies yes. and gentlemen, in the class of 99, wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Yeah, just play it okay, for a little bit. hold on. I've got it. Oh, Make sure on. It might be a commercial first. Okay. You never know because it's on YouTube. Right, right, right. So. It's okay. We, I can deep cut. Whatever. Ladies and gentlemen. Put it right up to the mic. The front of the mic. Of 99. Wear sunscreen. If I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen 
would be it. <laughs> the long-term Facts. benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they fade it. Amen. In 20 years, you look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You (laughs) are not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future. This is so good. Know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind. The kind that blindsides you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Sing. Don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Waste your time on jealousy. Sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. The race is long, and in the end, it's only with yourself. Remember compliments you receive. Forget the insults. If you succeed in doing this, tell me how. Keep your old love letters. Throw away your old bank statements. Stretch. Don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. Get plenty of calcium. Be kind to your knees. You'll miss them when they're gone. That's so good. Isn't that good? That's so good. You did it to a class, look like a, like a class, like a senior I'm guessing. It was a class a of 99. It was a song on Casey Kasem's Top 40. Oh, Do you word? remember yes. that? I remember Casey yeah. It was just a song. But we mm. were the class of 99. No, we weren't. Yes, we were. 1999. 1997. 1997. I got mm. married in 99. Yes. Me too. Yes. All right. I was still in high school when they said that. So Maybe good. he was just singing to the class of 99. I don't know, honey. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I just good, remember that coming out. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I remember I was in my bed. I would always listen to Casey Kasem's Top 40. Always, every mm. single week, and I would fall asleep with my headphones on. Didn't they come out on Sundays? Didn't you play it on Sundays? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was always so mad because I would miss the first part of it, the yeah. first part of it when we went to church. Yes, mm-hmm. we'd come home and run to your room and listen to the rest. Yes, and I would, and but thankfully he did the best songs last. Yes, yes. it was a countdown. It was a countdown, mm-hmm. and I would stay up to try to hear just one song. I remember. Did Bruce... you ever put your tape in there and record? Oh the yes. Chord? yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's. <laughs> Um, uh, what's the song from Robin Hood? Oh, no, that's not Bruce. That's Brian yes. Adams. Brian Adams. Adams. Yes. What yep. was that okay, song? Okay, I know. Everything it. I do, I do. Yes! It. That was one Look of the ones. Into you at my eyes. I stayed up until midnight waiting for that song because it was number one, <laughs> just so that I could record it. it. Yep, so cute. On my my little... dad, when they got my yeah. parents got divorced, he had ten CDs, and that was one of them. So me and my sister's goal is to take him to all the concerts of the ten CDs, uh. and we took him to Brian Adams, and they played that song, and I got super oh. emotional. Yeah, it was fun. So good. Hmm. I was obsessed with that movie when it came that out. Was good. Oh mm-hmm. my! Well, you word. named my car D'Artagnan. Well, that wasn't from that. Oh, that was from Three Musketeers. That was from the Three, yes. <laughs> also a movie I was kind of obsessed with. You were. 
<gasps> Until I found out that one of them was gay. Then I wasn't as obsessed I with it. I don't think I've ever seen that movie before. Oh. I have neither. Is it actually called D'Artagnan? Yeah, my car. Yes. Oh, no, Three Musketeers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember the movie. Where are we going? Where I don't know. Okay, so anyway. Really 20, 20 oh. she's waxing. It's always Rachel waxing nostalgia. <laughs> she's like, we're in Casey But Kasem. that was good, right? Yeah, that, that was good. That is a song. That is. I, and it's what was so funny about that. Twice. Done. Done. Yeah. yeah. So good. But the funny thing is, is that, isn't that funny when you said, when you get old, you'll think the prices are reasonable. And I remember, like, yeah, we're that, that's me now. I'm mm. old. Right. Back when we were little, gas was only a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I know. So, yeah. So, so that's good. 20s. 30s, anything for your 30s, ladies and gentlemen, 30s. You're going to edit this because I'm sure it's getting super long. Well, I was deep in the trenches of motherhood. So I would the, I was the little years. So I would say you are doing fabulous if you have littles mm. and mm. – you are the perfect mom for those babies and mm. give yourself big baths of grace and you know social media is a lie. It's a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And just don't all- forget about yourself. I think I, mm, yeah, I think that I, that is good. I did definitely not do that at yeah, all. Yeah, and it's not good for your, toddlers. yeah, I, I think that we often Date for, your hubby. I'm going to say it. Yeah. And I think taking off the, but even yourself, like mm-hmm. I was never alone. That's Date why yourself. I started. <laughs> Yeah. I, that's why mm-hmm. I started my business because mm-hmm. I was drowning so much mm-hmm. that I didn't feel like I had – there was nothing mm-hmm. – at the end of the day, I felt like I had nothing to show that I accomplished mm-hmm. because right. it was a mess again. Right. They were crying again. Mm-hmm. They were dirty again. Right. And so I feel like you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself. But you can even be like I was the – I loved the, the the momentum and the pace of, a, of the little years. I actually loved it and I found it – comforting and I didn't mind all of the diapers and the things and the crying I but I lost myself too much in it and I mm. didn't get enough breaks so like I think the same advice even if you have totally different yeah experiences you have to, you have to be it's still the same advice it's still like you still need to take a break even if you do love it or even if mm-hmm. you don't get stressed you still need to be because you know, we've talked about this before. It's like, I'm on the other side, mm-hmm. just cresting on the other side of being a mom. And I'm struggling because I don't know who I am without my kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to have. And to have an both. identity that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with your yeah. children. You have mm-hmm. to have an identity that's outside. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. again, not putting, my pastor, he's so good, Pastor Lamasta, not putting love on things and situations that are meant for God. So you yes, cannot so idolize your it's children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Right. You mm-hmm. cannot you cannot love your children mm-hmm. more than God. You cannot put And that them, shouldn't be your sole identity. Yeah, your identity. <laughs> right. And that's what that, that is. Nothing that could end or and the only thing that doesn't end is God. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what he always says is like when you do that, you're setting yourself up for pain. You're setting yourself up mm-hmm. for disaster mm-hmm. when you put mm-hmm. your love into things that aren't supposed to be there. I also think your 30s is your fo- your frontal lobe is finally pulled together. Mm. It's finally fully formed <laughs> for both with medication. Yeah, and it's with you know, and it's with it's for men for boys and girls. Girls are a little bit sooner, but mm-hmm. boys finally get it all together there. And your and so in your 30s. You have to rediscover yourself. I think mm-hmm. you discover your freedom in your 20s. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in my 30s, I started to find out who I wanted to be and who I and who I, who I I really was. Like outside of 
what other people, like in my 20s, I really do think I wanted what I thought I was supposed to have. I was supposed to be married. I was supposed to have children. I was supposed to be the perfect wife. I wanted to be the perfect mother. And my kids were never going to need therapy. And now they need all the therapy. And, I, you know, everything was going to be perfect. And that, because that's what, and then in my 30s, I realized, okay, I don't think that's what it's all about. Like, I think I actually need to find out, like, they are, like, who I am in this. And how do I love God in this and I for sure had like a a little bit of a midlife crisis in my Mm. 30s Mm. for sure like I almost walked away from the faith in my 30s Mm. because I just felt like because again I was putting my love in things that wasn't supposed to be there Mm -hmm. and so I was like wait a minute I did everything right I waited until I got married to have sex I didn't drink until I was 21 I never got drunk before I never did this Mm -hmm. I had children I married the same and everything and I'm miserable Mm -hmm. like but I was putting mm-hmm. stock in the law and not right. in the love of God. Mm-hmm. And so I was putting my stock in like, okay, I'm doing all the right things. Where are my blessings? Where's my happiness? Right. Where's <gasps> And the Lord was like, mm, that's you're doing it wrong. You're, mm-hmm. you, I, you love me. And then mm-hmm. through the love of me, you get, you've received those things. So I think that in your 30s, if I could talk to my 30-year-old self, I would say, you are enough. You are enough. Take a deep breath. Go to the Lord mm-hmm. and find people that m- tell you that you are are good and true and beautiful mm. because of who you are in Christ. And even if you don't have that, like you, d- a lot of the people, a lot of your people, including me, were not giving you the love that you needed at the time yeah. um, and the good feedback. So at least get it from the Lord. Like, yeah. if mm-hmm. some for some people that that's the only. For a while, that'll be all they have, and it's hard and sad mm-hmm. to to have that be the truth. But yeah. that's okay. Like mm-hmm. he can, he can come do alongside it. your heart, even if he's the only one. And still look right. for that. Look right. for your people. Look for your people. Look for and your it's people. okay to leave things like not yeah, right. necessarily mm-hmm. your marriage. That that take, but even that. Like if you, if that is not a safe place. Like I'm not one who's like you should never ever divorce. Like if you're not in a safe place or that person is. harming you or your children or those things like you can like but Mm -hmm. I stayed in certain places in my life because I thought it was the right thing to do Mm -hmm. and I feel Mm -hmm. really I wish I would have given myself the freedom to say this might not be these people might not be your people yeah so what I did is I I bunched all of Christianity into that and it was Mm -hmm. like actually Mm -hmm. you know so what ended up happening was I, I looked at Peter and I said, I got to go, I got to find new people or I think I'm not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we moved to di- a different church mm-hmm. and it was such a better fit for me. And I had people speaking truth and, mm-hmm. and love and grace into me. And I was like, oh, oh, it was like, I could, it was mm-hmm. literally like scales on my eyes, mm-hmm. but I was such, I'm so loyal. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is supposed to be where I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to be here forever because these because there were good people there that I love that I still mm-hmm. love, and but it wasn't where God wanted me. Yeah. And I, I the f- only loyalty that we really, really need in the end is to God. Yeah, mm-hmm. Amen. And He will move us to all the places we don't think we're supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't never say never. It's like ne- never yes. say never. I uh-huh. don't want to do this. And He says, "Well, you're doing it. 
you're doing it. You're going there. (laughs) Same thing with my job. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, like I was like, okay, I I got into this job and I was like, this is the place for me. I'm going to retire here. I'm going to teach my, I'm going to die here. I'm going to teach these children's children. I'm going to be the next Mrs. Whoever. And, Mm -hmm. and then I could, and always I hear God whispering to me Mm -hmm. and he always with me, it's a still quiet voice. I'm like, no, no, I can make it work. I can make it work. I can make it work. Mm -hmm. And then he, because he loves me, the Mm -hmm. Lord loves me and he knows me so well. He usually has to like have me run into a brick wall. Mm -hmm. He's like, kaboom. And I'm like, oh, yay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I will obey you. (laughs) Like I, because Mm -hmm. I just, I want to make it work because Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm, I don't. I think stubborn, strong-willed women and men do. It's like he is whispering that whole time. Mm-hmm. But refuse. we still need to run into the wall. I do. Yeah, and he loves us enough to He's let like, us I, run into I'm the wall. I'm still whispering, but I, I guess now I have to put a wall in front of you. Well, I'm we, gonna whisper with a kick in the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and that's the way it was. It was yeah. that. That was the way it was. In like, in in my spiritual life, I could hear him whispering and I was like, dooly, dooly, do. Nope. Over here. Nope. Over here. (laughs) And it's like, he always brings me to my knees Mm -hmm. to a place where, you know, it's so bad that I can't, I can't do it without anyone but him. Right. right. And so I wish I could tell myself, can you just do it the first time? Like, I wish I could, (laughs) like, remember when that was a little whisper? Like, could you have just (laughs) obeyed then? Could you just, like, Amy, I always admire you so much because I think you do listen to the quietness of the Lord so much better than me for sure. But, like, I've not seen you have to rub into, run into many brick walls as me. But that's what it was. Like, and it was the same thing with my job. Like, I was like, no, there could never be anybody place else for me. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, and just this week I was able to polo Rachel and be like, I just had the best meeting with my supervisor Mm -hmm. and the things he said to me about who I was as a teacher was the first time I had heard that like that I was a good teacher that Mm -hmm. I you know you were we're so thankful to have you we're so blessed to have you that was a void that I hadn't had for so long that Mm -hmm. I just I remember you're starting to believe the lies I yeah I I I I I pulled Rachel I was like this is what he just said. And she was like, well, those things were true right. over here too. Right. But nobody just spoke them to you. No, that wasn't the right mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. And so I think trusting like your 20s, you 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 get that freedom and you you decide what you want your dream to be. And in your 30s, you can let go a little bit and, and then actually like what is good mm-hmm. for you? What is better for you? Where's the mm-hmm. right place to be? You know, do is this the right place to live? Is where are you being called? Because you, I think your brain finally settles enough that you're like, oh, let's look around and see. Never say never when you're mm-hmm. raising your babies, and mm-hmm. and never think that it's always gonna it's gonna be cookie cutter with each of your kids. Each of your kids are so different and so individual. And comparison is a thief of joy. Amen. Yes, mm-hmm. that is your thirties. Compare that is your thirties. Mm-hmm. Comparison is a thief of joy, mm-hmm. especially with our babies and our mm-hmm. homes and cars and vacations or not. You know, and our All income mm-hmm. and our and our looks, which are starting to in your 30s to go to pot and you're like oh I have to not eat the brownie Ever again <laughs> yeah it's hard yeah. your 30s are it's never gonna not be hard every decade brings hard. its own it's version of hard and its own version of freedom and its own mm-hmm. version of good and bad and the ugly and all the things so it's, it's so true it's, it's, a, so it's true. a journey mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and it's a beautiful journey it it's is. a journey it worth walking through it is 
And it's fun to t- talk it out. And it is fun that all three of us have been friends in our 20s and mm-hmm. 30s and mm-hmm. 40s. And, and super 50s. cool that and our friendships have survived <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of things. Yeah, they have. Intact. So if you're in your 30s, it just gets better. In this Aww. comparison to Sleep of Joy in mm-hmm. your 20s, it's okay. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're going to, you're, it's, you, you, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like 40s, you, you, I am settled in my 40s as to this is who I am. Yes. I'm not quite there. But I don't know if I ever believe – I always feel like the person's like, I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. Well, I don't know that. But I mean as oh, far as like yeah. me, like I know I know this is me. This yep. is what I bring. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm done striving yes. to try to be someone that I know I can't be or I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a, it's a more settled like – Settling, yeah. It's a settling of – Yeah. I will um, always want people to like me. But I'm at the age – at the stage where I'm like – but I also know that I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's what my 40s mm-hmm. have been too. Like I feel like I can live in – That tension. In the tension <laughs> of – yeah. Mm-hmm. Of like I, I don't have to be the best mm-hmm. and I'm not – but just because I'm not the best doesn't mean I'm the worst. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. that in your, in your 20s, that's what you think. Mm-hmm. And in your 30s – you strive so hard mm-hmm. to be the best so you won't be the worst. In the 20s, you believe it. In the 30s, you're striving. And now I'm like, I'm neither of those things. Mm-hmm. I'm neither of those things. And I'm so – my cup overflows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. All That's right, good. guys. Thanks, Amber. Mm-hmm. Good. That was great. Okay. And wear <laughs> sunscreen. Yeah, wear <laughs> yeah. the sunscreen. I don't ever wear sunscreen, ever. I didn't, but I tell it's you, in my face lotion. I guess it's after I lotion. had that precancer growing on my nose that yeah. happened so fast, I was like, and... I just meant that to be like pithy. No, it's good. That was cute. <laughs> That's true. I like that. And now we're like, and really, I are waxing like I know, but after this, and it's true. It's true. Do. It reminds me of a podcast where it was something super random and like super like shallow and Rachel's like, so let's talk about this some more. <laughs> and we'd already talked about it for like 25 minutes. Let's lean in. Let's talk about this some more. Yeah, yeah.